welcome to Seesaw's 12 Days of Christmas. Gifting you guests this holiday season. On the fifth day of Christmas, Seesaw gave to me barrister and disability advocate Christina Warner. Hello and welcome back everyone to the 12 days of Seesaw Christmas or whatever you're celebrating of course it's just the name we've gone with um I blame Cleves so of course we have another one of our previously fantastic well still fantastic but previous guest who is also fantastic um we have fantastic Christina Warner with us Hello, hello and and Merry Christinamus or any other festivity that you'd like to celebrate Amazing. How have you been? It's been a really interesting year. Uh, there's been... So what's happened this year? So I think one of the highlights of my year so far is um, I went back to the International Criminal Court at The Hague to do a little bit of work over there. I used to work for the Office of the Prosecutor at the ICC. And um, I was back there in September um, learning how uh, getting case updates as to um, the matters that the ICC are looking at to deal with war crimes, genocide, um, crimes of aggression, you know, all that, all that kind of stuff. And I raised the need for disabled people and disabled victims of uh, war crimes and genocide to really be considered much more broadly by the scope of the International Criminal Court. So that's been a highlight of my of my year. And that's an ongoing conversation that I'm trying to push for greater awareness, especially with what's happening in the world, how disabled people are affected by internal displacement, civil unrest and uh, war and conflict generally. So that's been a highlight of my year. Yeah, I've had in, in regards to stuff that I've had published, I've had an article published about the do not resuscitate orders, the inquiry that was undertaken last year, and it was published in June this year, 23. Um, the DNR orders that were broad brush approach that was taken to applying them to disabled people generally during COVID. So that's something very close to my heart as well. And um, keep on going on about the access to work scheme and how it needs to be made a lot easier, preferably a lot more people with disabilities being on the on the end of assessments and how unfairly we're treated. So I've been kind of going on about that and annoying people with that and refusing to be quiet. From a personal perspective, I got my cane this year. I decided to take the leap and accept that I needed a symbol cane. And I got one. Now, when I'm in places that I am not familiar with or that are going to be particularly loud or I'm not going to be able to gauge the size of the room or find the person I'm meant to be speaking to, I use my symbol cane. Took a lot of time for me to get there, but I accepted I needed it. And um, yeah, so that was kind of from a personal standpoint, that was, yeah, it was quite kind of cathartic for me. And are you finding it helpful? Yeah, I'm finding it helpful because it, I, I went through, as someone who was born with full sight and has a degenerative condition, what I found very difficult were even speaking the words. So even, so, I mean, now I, I say it with a lot of pride and I shout from the rooftop. So I am visually impaired. I am partially sighted. I have stargarts. But it took me a long time to get to a place where I was comfortable with that and not feel like I was summoning some demon by saying mm. the words. Um, and now having a symbol cane avoids that awkward conversation where it's like, yeah, actually, I can't see what you're pointing at or I, I don't know what you're referring to because I can't. I'm visually impaired. I think it it breaks down barriers, I think, which is always a great thing mm. um, and avoids awkward conversations when you're 
when you're able-bodied presenting and having non-visible disability, a simple cane is genius, really. And so. of course, um, as well as that, you're you're one of the Power 100 as well. I am. I am. I feel like I'm representing the the VIP, visually impaired crew, visually impaired peeps. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was really lovely, actually. It's always lovely. Any event where disabled people are front and center, I um, I always really, really enjoy just to share stories with other people and just to be silly. Do you know what I mean? Just to mm. be silly and have like jokes with with people about disability when the pressure's off. And, you know, if, if you trip over something or if you spill something, I know with me, that's a real fear for me in kind of social settings when I'm with people I don't know. And to be at a disability event, it's like, oh, I've just spilt my glass, just spilt my water. <laughs> it's not, you know, it's like, oh, silly Billy, but it's, it's not the biggest thing in the world. And... Yeah, so it was lovely. It was in North London. It was Wembley Way. God, you know, I can't remember where the venue, but it was in Wembley this year. Um, and yeah, it was really lovely. So what so, are you doing over the uh, over the Christmas period? Over the festive season? Um, well, I am going to go to my brother and his wife's and my wife. Oh, my goodness. She's already warned me. Pajama pants all day, every day, because there's going to be a lot of food. And she's honestly like, I've even warned my brother, if for some reason they ever get divorced, we're keeping his wife. <laughs> I've even said she's just, she's amazing. Agnieszka, her name is. And she um, she does amazing food. So she's incredible. And the setup at my brother's is really lovely as well, because we can sit down and watch um, Christmas films. Scrooge with Bill Murray being my personal favourite. <laughs> and Home Alone. So... <laughs> <laughs> and as my brother also has Stargarts, um, his setup at home is great for me as well. So we can have the huge TV screen. He's got it on an arm um, coming out the wall so he can move it to whatever kind of what angle he needs and will move all of his sofas and stuff like that. So it's really the setup's great for us to be able to watch TV as a family, because I think that's quite that's quite important to have that sense of togetherness. Although me and my brother are very limited sight, we still could sit with my dad and my partner and my brother's wife and just watch silly Christmas films. I just can't believe that we're staring 2024 in the face. And what are your plans for 2024? What's uh, oh, sort of what's going man. on in the in the world of law and the world the of world Christina's of law? law. <laughs> Christina's law. Oh, um, nice. Just you... well, I'll be how long? Oh, eleven years at the bar 11 years god that sounds like a long time to wait for a drink doesn't it yeah. <laughs> hey. hey here all night um yeah would have been a barrister for 11 11 years 10 11 years and but I was a solicitor beforehand so it's been even longer than that yeah I'm I do have some plans coming up I'm pushing for certain things to happen and raising awareness of certain things especially with the state of the world as it stands well, everything that's in terms of climate change, in terms of conflict, war, like there's so much unrest. And I think the disabled people, we're always a footnote, aren't we? We are so at the bottom of the list of protected characteristics that mm. I think that needs to change desperately. It's just not fair. And and as well, the idea, even from a domestic standpoint, in terms of what we should be seeking by way of getting into employment and our rights, um, the concept of reasonable adjustments. What does that even mean? Why do they need to, reasonable to who? I yeah. should be the one that's saying what I need. So it's things like this that, the kind of the philosophy as well as the the legal I'm working on at the moment, and I'm really hoping that it comes about to, um, yes, I've been, I've been making some waves and annoying some people in the best way, in the name of disability. <laughs> Perfect. Um, I'm trying to think. 
reviewing the lighting situation in my flat to help um, <laughs> me to navigate. I know it's a big deal. It's a big deal for me. Um, oh, and I'll tell you what else. I'll tell you what else, which is really good. I got a fob for my front door. So I was having a bit of trouble putting the key in my front door, hashtag visually impaired. And um, I, my, my partner fitted a um, keypad. Obviously I can't see the keys to put the keypad in, but I now open my front door with a fob or a key card, which is really, really useful for me. So that has been a real, just a little tip for anyone that's having trouble either, either using keys to be able to open their front door. It was really great move. It's, changed my life as they say on all of the kind of soaps and and gossip channels it changed my life it's not gonna be like one of those travel lodge keys is it where you put it by your phone for 10 minutes and it wipes it and you have to go back you know what it's kind of similar to that it's kind of similar to that so it's a digital you see it sometimes on like airbnb places so it's like a digi lock do you know i probably should have asked him exactly what the name was for one of these keys the the locks otherwise (laughs) yeah i can't remember what it's called but it's basically it's so when you look at it it's got nothing on it but then when you kind of activate it, button numbers come up and you can punch numbers in, but like a code, but I can't mm. see the code, the numbers to be able to put the code in. So my partner got me a fob. So all I need to do is hold the fob up against the panel and it opens the door for me. Ah, yeah. Like so yeah, it was really, and that way as well, like if I'm, if I have an emergency or something like that, my dad has got a fob. My brother and his wife have got a fob and my partner's got a fob. So if anything happens in the flat where I need someone to give me a hand or, you know, or I lose my fob, let's say there are members of my family that have also got a fob to be able to get into the property as well, which is really useful. Just kind of that's made me feel a lot more secure that if I need help for some reason, they can act, they can get into the property without me having to open the door myself. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Which I think it's, it did used to worry me that I wouldn't be able to, it was get like, it was getting so bad to trying to put the key in the lock that I was having to basically put my fingers on the lock to locate where the key went in. So it was becoming quite problematic. And my partner was like, no, I'm going to change the lock and have this one. This one will be a lot easier for you. And he was right. Incredible. So, Technology. Yeah. I love it. It's just little things, isn't it? I mean, it's, it's, I, I totally understand that it is, it is quite expensive but it, I've, I've, for me, it's made my life a lot easier to be able to just get into my property um, and not be so worried about, you know, faffing about with the keys and trying to get the key into the lock and then the key into the other lock. And yeah, that was, it was all becoming a bit of a hassle. So um, yeah, it was a, it was a great move for me. <laughs> it sounds like what you're saying is if you want to have easy access doors, all you got to do is become a lawyer, get yeah. a decent paying job. Get a partner that knows how to fit said lock. He is a locksmith, actually. Yeah, he's a locksmith. He's a locksmith. Yeah, but, but, um, no, I entirely appreciate that they are expensive locks. I, I entirely, entirely appreciate that. Like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to devalue that by any stretch of the imagination. But I think if you are a disabled person, even if you have maybe mobility issues as well, it might be really good for you. Where if you're no. unable to, you know, to be able to use a traditional lock because you've got limited mobility in your hands and you've got the funds to be able to do it, then I would definitely recommend. But I entirely appreciate that it's not within everyone's budget. Yeah, but it, it does sound good. And now all you need is something to make you, you know, you know, the cocktail starts to be made when you come in, you know, it yes. all up, lights come on, blender starts going for... Blend, that's what cocktail. I need. I need like a... I mean, you lot are going to be too young for this, but I need a whole like Back to the Future setup. 
Oh, I was going to say Wallace and Gromit. Okay, Wallace and Gromit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's um, Wallace and Gromit. Good shout. Definitely. Well, I was sent by my council, by my local authority. I was sent a sensor that tells me how full up a cup of tea is. Have you guys uh, level indicator, liquid level indicator? Yes. Yeah. Yes. So I've got, I've got that, but I usually just, I try and have high contrast. So like if I'm having a cup of tea, I'll try and get a white mug so that the liquid is in high contrast to the cup. Mm. But I think my brother uses one um, and he finds it quite useful. So mm. I, used yeah, to I just one. stick my finger in. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what? It's just because otherwise I've got, I've, Usually, yeah, it being high contrast at this stage works for me, but I'm, you know, acutely aware that that's likely to change for me. But um, I think it's a, it's a good, I think they're relatively, I, d I don't know, my local authority sent me mine, but um, I don't know if other people know that if they need it, they should be able to access it from their local authority as well, from their councils, they should be able to assist them. Yeah, yeah, I, I think you can get them from the council. Well, it's been incredible to have you on, like, and we, we're going to get you back for... I mean, there's been so much you've mentioned of what you've been working on, which we, we need to dive into more yes. on. And as soon as you get the green light, we're going to go straight into that as well. Yeah. So we'll wish you a Merry Christmas. And yeah, then we'll, we'll have you in the Christmas, new year. Everyone. And a Feliz Navidad. A Feliz Navidad. That's exactly right. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. I hope everyone has, um, a, I think everyone needs a bit of a restful Christmas, don't they? A restful festive season. Yeah. Just a bit of, just a bit of, peace and a bit of um just a bit of compassion I think goes a long way this time of year people really going through a rough time and you know money is really tight it's it, it's really rough out there and I feel for people and I really hope that everyone just gets some peace and we just have some compassion with each other but thanks for coming to my TED talk <laughs> <laughs> so oh. yes guys oh. but um I hope you all have merry Christmas, Christina Mus. Thank you for listening to Seesaw's 12 Days of Christmas. We hope you've enjoyed catching up with our guests as much as we have, and we look forward to bringing you many more in 2024. Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year from all of us at Seesaw. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.